Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 71 of A Wild Podcast Has Appeared, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am one of your hosts, Jim Viscardi, and as always, I am joined by Christian Hoffer and Megan Peters, and today we have a very special guest. It is Steve Black from It's Super Effective, uh, a very, very fantastic Pokemon podcast that I've been a huge, huge fan of for a very long time. So Steve, thanks for, thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Everyone else, uh, you're fine. <laughs> I can just leave. I, 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 I can see just, how like, it is. Yeah, out. Jim. I can cut you're out. It's fine. All right, it's Steve, fine. let's let's set a, a couple of guidelines. One, we make fun of Jim a lot, okay? He okay. has all, terrible, we all hate terrible opinions on this about all everything. Wow. Like, <laughs> this this, this is, is supposed to be the stuff that happens before the show. No, 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 no. no, no. We say Here comes the bus. Right beep, now. Beep. One, Jim. Jim's opinions are wrong, always. Um, two, we, we make fun of him about his childhood. We make fun uh, of his, his resume. Um, there... he, um, I'm trying to think, what else, what else do we make fun of him I'm about? trying to think. I'm like, trying to figure out the best, I'm trying to figure out the best way to like full disclosure, uh, all of this. Uh, and there just, <laughs> there just really isn't. Uh, it's a, uh, I, uh, but before, um, uh, before working at comic book, uh, I, I did a stint at Marvel. But before that, uh, what we talk about often because of the line they have there, spent, uh, eight years at Build-A-Bear Workshop. So um, now, now, now you know. we recently discovered that apparently right. as part of his job at Build-A-Bear, he would wear yeah, skin. was the mascot. Uh, well, no, he, no, no, no. No, he Problem would wear, he would wear, wear the mascot skins. costume. <laughs> no, but the individual things that you fill up, like the act, like the, you know, animal husks basically were termed skins and that was just really was it's really weird so everything we are not here to talk about my work history we are here to talk about pokemon because that is something we all love if you're new to the show the show is broken up into three parts first part is a quick news headline rundown we take a break then we do a deep dive and then the fan favorite pokemon fact of the week we have a bit of news this week. Uh, we got a trailer for Crowd Tundra. And a matter of speaking. Exciting. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we certainly did. One, the South African Poke- uh, Nintendo account released it. Um, I don't think it's so been weird. released on any other thing. It shows like five seconds of new uh, footage. But it's new five seconds of new footage. And boy, does it look awesome. Yeah. I think the the thing that kind of excites me about it is the fact that like maybe we're just gearing up for the next 
wave of press for it. And that means, you know, there's, there's more news coming because uh, as much as uh, I like the previous uh, expansion pack, I am starting to feel like I have worn it out. So Steve, did you, did you enjoy the, uh, uh, was it the Isle of, Isle of Armor? Armor? Yeah. That's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I liked uh, the Isle of Armor um, quite a bit more than, oh gosh, like I, I kind of expected it to be like a two to three hour story, which is what we got. But um, mm-hmm. I was really happy with the space itself. Uh, I, and I feel oh, like I heard sure. this a lot and I, I, I agree with it. I think it's what the wild area should have been the first time. Um, and Thank that's, you. yeah, that's a, I think it's a compliment. It's good. <laughs> it <laughs> kind of gives you no reason to go back to the old wild area. I feel like, um, mm-hmm. so I'm excited that if the Cron Tundra has this wild area and is a, the a wild area of the Isle of Armor, but better, I can't, I, I don't know. I don't think that's a complaint at all. I think that's <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Steve, what was, what was your, uh, what starter did you go with this gen? Mm, I think I went with Grookey. Well, gosh, I played through the game multiple times, but <laughs> Grookey the first time. Uh, yeah. Fair so nice. Yeah. I see. think I think among the th- I think among the three of us, I think we each picked a different one. Yeah, right? I, I, went, I picked Grookey. Um, I'm so squad. Yeah, and I went you know, score bunny. Notice, notice that the hearts of the podcasts of the respective <laughs> Pokemon podcasts both picked the best Pokemon. There, Grookey. <laughs> you know. Um, I mean, I'll take it. Are you done? Fine. I don't think I, I heard your guys' opinions on the Isle of Armor. I feel like either people loved it or hated it. I feel like there was no in between. I I loved it. Uh, like I said, I think and I, I, to go with the um, you think we were talking about earlier. Like I I wish more of the main game was like that. Uh, but um, I I just. It was so crazy for such theoretically a small piece of land, I guess, in the overall world. It felt way, it feels way bigger than, um, than it is. And I just, I like, I will never forget when that, when the game first came out and basically, or when the expansion first came out, everyone just like hauling ass to the giant whale lord. Uh, that was just oh, sitting yeah. out in the bay. Like, like, like that was super freaking cool. Uh, but even like, I think like some of the other, uh, like the, the story I thought was, was a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I really liked it. I'm at, I'm just at the point now where I liked it so much that I selfishly want more. And I'm hoping that's what we'll get with, with crown tundra. Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked it. I feel like Christian, you were middling on it. No, no. I, I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was great. My only complaint with it, is that when I do like future playthroughs of the game, like I don't see how I'm not just gonna like as soon as I have access to the Isle of Armor, just go over there and then just stay over there. <laughs> like I wish there was like a more like intriga- uh, integration of like the DLC into like the main series game. Like I, I that that is like my sole complaint is like you know like because I I can't imagine doing the wild area like the amount of time I've spent in like the base wild area since, since the DLC came out is basically zero. Like I, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, there's just no point. It's so bland compared to what we saw in the Isle of Armor. And 
Um, the other thing, like, you know, the, the, the Isle of Armor fixed, like, my biggest complaint about the wild area was, like, it made no sense where it's like, okay, I'm going to go from, like, this lake over to, like, this area with trees and suddenly wildly different uh, climate and, like, oh, and the Pokemon, they don't move, like, the five feet, you know, between regions and stuff like that. At least they had, like, tunnels and stuff like that, but, like, you know, like, provide a little bit of, like, I don't know, like, uh, it, it helped with that, that, you know, a, you know, that kind of, like, illusion, you know, kept mm-hmm. that alive, yeah. like, that was my, my biggest complaint about the wild area, and it fixed it, it was just, like, such an upgrade um, to, like, so many of the issues people had with the base game, and I just, I can't really see myself playing the base game now. <laughs> it's also, like, a weird um, thought process of, like once, like the the Isle of Armor is not that big, and I feel like for most players, the first day or two, you you felt like lost in it. Yeah. Whereas the old wild area, you're just like, oh, this is just flat. Everything's flat. I can see from one side to the other. <laughs> but the Isle of Armor just, it felt like you were exploring something new mm-hmm. instead of just like looking from one side of the map to the other and being like, well, I got to go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I really hope that, like, I don't think we're gonna get a third DLC, like. But if we do, and like I said, I don't think we actually will, but if we do, I hope it somehow swaps out the base wild area. Like, send a comet, destroy <laughs> the wild area as we know it, and, like, totally change everything. That would be awesome. Well, I think, want, like, an I apocalyptic, like, level event to happen, just clear out everything. I mean, they do it in Fortnite, like, all the time. I like how we are now comparing Pokemon to Fortnite. We've reached peak. We've reached peak 2020, everyone. I, but I, I think but I think also, too, if they did something that, like, really changed up the, uh, like, the spawn rates or even spawn areas, like, of the wild area, like, really, truly mixed it up, it would give people a reason to kind of go back. But... Mm-hmm. They yeah. don't. I mean, it's, it's, I, it's the same Pokemon that you're going to find in the wild area from now until, you know, we die. So I always felt like if, if they really wanted, they probably don't care because they sold how many <laughs> 18 million copies. <laughs> right. But if, yeah. if they really wanted to do like goodwill towards the, um, the very vocal people that are still adamantly against Sword and Shield, and they have their reasons, like whether yeah. they're Pokemon cuts or graphics or wh- whatever. Um, I always felt like they could just do a goodwill service of updating the old wild area with the following Pokemon, maybe mixing mm-hmm. up the spawns, maybe touching up the graphics and just like a free update specifically for that, I think would push probably some people, not all. I, I think there are just people that will forever wear this. I hate sword and shield forever on their chest, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, um, we've seen, we've seen plenty of companies do goodwill stuff and, and, their games um before but i don't think i don't think pokemon ever has has or has needed to because of the amount of copies they've sold it's true mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean look it's and we you know we joke about it all the time but like you know i'm, I'm number one geodude stan right not getting geodude in that game anytime soon and <laughs> i'm sad about it but <laughs> But I get it. Like, but at the same time, like, and we've talked about this even like before the game came out. Just like they, they were like, like you said, that there was a very vocal group that was just like, no, you know, not every Pokemon's going to be in it. Then why, then why bother? And I'm like, uh, because there's going to be a lot of new Pokemon in it and some yeah. old favorites. Like, 
that's why bother. Like, just get over yourself. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of old Pokemon, let's jump to uh, the next thing where there is a rumor about some sort of virtual console similar to, uh, you know, what it already exists on the Switch with old Nintendo and uh, Super Nintendo and things like that, games like that, will bring uh, all the old Pokemon games to the Switch. Thoughts? So this this came in the aftermath of the Mario 3D All-Stars, which comes out this Friday. And there was a... Um, relatively credible insider who's like who just like made an offhand comment where it was like boy if you hate if you hate what's going on with these mario games you're really going to hate what happens with pokemon and that like set off this like series of speculation we've seen this for a while i honestly think it's a great idea like Mm -hmm. the pokemon red and blue and pokemon gold and silver um sold like hotcakes uh on the game boy like those virtual consoles with no upgrades whatsoever. I mean, you know, with the exception of the fact that you could get like Mew and like Celebi in those mm-hmm. games to complete the mm-hmm. Pokedex. Um, no, no significant changes to them whatsoever. And they did really well. So I think that the market's really still there. I think that would give a lot of fans what they want. There's a, to this day, there are still tons of people playing like emulator versions of those older mm-hmm. games. Um, on their computers, and this would give people a reason to, you know, switch over from illegal emulators to a legal emulator. I think it's win, 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 win. And then, like, and then, and imagine if they did that, and then they also connected it to home. Yeah, I don't oh, think yeah. they can release any old games without connecting it to home. Yeah, yeah. that would not I mean, be they a did good the work. situation. Oh, yeah, right. they did the work on 3ds to connect it, and that oh, was like a huge yeah. argument. What was that? That was like <laughs> four or five years ago. Yeah, they announced Red and Blue, but they didn't announce that it was going to work. <laughs> and then uh, I, I thought, I was like, why would anyone buy this? Like, <laughs> you want to always move your Pokemon forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they didn't announce until like a week before the game came out. It was like, hey, by the way, you can move your Pokemon. <laughs> like, why did you hold this so long? <laughs> that, that was, that's what like was one like, because I, I always assumed it's like you, you have the Pokemon bank. You know, it, I've, I was like, I remember just like how fierce people were like arguing back and forth over that. I was like, come on, they they got to do this. But I keep forgetting like what seems like a common sense thing for like us. It's not necessarily a common sense thing with the Pokemon company. But, you know, like I, I certainly hope, you know, the, the only argument that I could see against that is we're still to the point where right now with those virtual console games on the Game Boy, uh, or on the 3DS. I keep calling it a Game Boy, even though it's, they, they moved away from that branding like decades ago. Um, is that, you know, you still have a way to access Pokemon from every old game. Like, you have to jump through, like, 15 lo- hoops to do so. Hoops. Yeah, um, <laughs> so many hoops. But, you know, hypothetically, with, with those virtual console games, um, you can access it. But, I mean, I think that, you know, making... The, we're moving away from the 3DS anyways, so I'm totally removing the Pokemon Bank from the the equation is and and just switching it to Pokemon Home would just make so much sense. Um, but yeah, I I mean I think I think it would be a brilliant idea. the the only The only thing that they would have to do is make it so that you could get those mythical Pokemon to complete your Pokedex. Um, 
in each of those games, which would somehow like devalues those mythical Pokemon if everyone could get their hands on it. But yeah. oh well. <laughs> All right, but if you had the option to go to, you know, they they announced they're putting them in the in a virtual console on the Switch. What's the first one you're going for to go play? Ruby. Sorry, just Ruby. <laughs> that is always my favorite. <laughs> Sorry. See which one you going for? Uh, gosh, probably. Well, how how old the Pokemon games? Like all, what are we going up to Gen Five? Gen. I would I would even throw like the Gen Gen Six and Gen Seven on there. To be honest, uh, I'd probably go to Black and White. Yeah, that that was probably what I would pick. That is the one Pokemon game that I haven't spent a ton of time with. Is Pokemon Black and White that that have that got released during my dark period when I wasn't <laughs> playing Pokemon. <laughs> and um, uh, while I picked up it, you know, there was just so much other Pokemon content. I don't think I got too much past, um, like, the first few cities in there. So I've never really done, like, a deep dive into uh, the Innova region. So I, I would love to really get to experience that for, like, really the first time. Either that or I would pick Heart Gold uh, and Soul Silver because those are really good games that I love. Um, I have a ton of weird childhood nostalgia for uh, Emerald. And so that, <laughs> that would be the one that, that I'd probably go back to just cause it's just warm and fuzzy for me. Um, I can't imagine though, if this rumor is true, they would just dump them all. Right. Cause like, yeah. no, they would yeah, definitely yeah. stagger. Would, I think they would definitely <laughs> stagger uh, yeah. them out. If they just dropped them all at once, that would be, that yeah. would be nuts. But like, but like, honest to God, I don't think I would, especially if they found some way to include some kind. I mean, look, we all know that the like Nintendo online system is a huge, you know, can be a huge real pain in the butt at times. But if they found a way to like, you know, be able to connect, uh, connect them all so you can do battles or trades or whatever, like... I, do, I I would go nuts. Like I, 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 you know, there are going to be times where like I will probably be like one of maybe six people playing Emerald at any you know, given point in time. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, uh, my my big question is okay. So let's say hypothetically that they come out with a Pokemon Virtual Console. So instead of like a like the Nintendo or Super Nintendo consoles that we've seen thus far, they come up with like a a Pokemon specific software in which you then go and purchase the games off there for like ten or fifteen bucks. Kind of like what they did with, you know, gold and silver and red and blue. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say they did that. Would they start then releasing, like, franchise-based virtual console games? Like, could you imagine getting, like, all those, like, great old Zelda games that I were, would came out on the mind. Game Boy and 3DS <laughs> and stuff like that? As much um, as I love the Switch rendition of Link's Awakening, like, give me the old-school cartridge, like, emulator version <laughs> on the Switch. Like, that's but, what I want. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, you wouldn't even need to, like, throw in, like, the N64 or, like, GameCube versions. Just, well, like, but... all the stuff that you could originally just only get through the Game Boy. Like, you know, like, we're, we we could even, like, talk about, like, stuff like, like, you know, um, like, some of those, like, Fire Emblem games and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, switch over from, like, a yeah, we'll have this emulator 
like a Nintendo emulator on here to like, no, yeah. we're now releasing this by franchise. Well, but, yeah. the, but there's even, there's even all those other, like the, all the other Pokemon games that you could even release on a, a Pokemon. Pokemon you know, pinball <laughs> guys. The switch has a great vibration function. So like, that would be <laughs> so does. cool. Come on. Pokemon puzzle league. Oh, I played that so much on the N64. <laughs> but like we, we have precedents of Nintendo executives. I mean, going back to the Zelda issue, I mean, Shigeru Miyamoto, I, ah, I just messed that up. Shigeru Miyamoto, like all the team that was like hyping that, that franchise when they announced that Link's Awakening was being redone for the Switch. They were like, the primary reason we're doing this is an accessibility issue. It's just so difficult to be able to to play the original Link's Awakening. So we just redid it. Um, I mean, I know there are people who have issues with, you know, virtual consoles, but I think it'd be a great way to just continue to push forward that legacy for, for new fans. How much would you, let's say, let's say the, the Pokemon, like if a Pokemon virtual console, this is all I get, all hypothetical, whatever, but let's say it was uh, a bit more subscription based, kind of like the Nintendo and Super Nintendo ones are tied to, you know, an, uh, an online subscription. How much would you pay for, a basically a subscription that they would then you know release games on a timely basis to go back and play would you or is that is that a bridge too far i don't know if they could do that maybe like like three three bucks a month and like in the first quarter you get red and blue uh and then and maybe or maybe in like six months then they you know then they roll out gen 2 and then but but for like, but for people but for like three bucks a month you get access to go play i remember yeah, but in 10 months do you remember when pokemon bank first came out and it like came out that like if you didn't like renew your subscription to pokemon You'd bank in a somewhat all. timely fashion and they there was like a pretty large window in timely fashion yeah. but your pokemon could be lost to the ether forever people would like lose their <laughs> freaking minds if, if yeah. they went to a subscription model i mean yeah. even the 16 dollars a year for pokemon home people lost their mind yes. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. what, like a, it's like a dollar 40 a month it's like pretty yeah. cheap <laughs> yeah no it's like that's that's like the thing like i don't think that people would really be down for like uh moving to that subscription model i think that people would much rather just pay the money to mm -hmm. get access to the software and just be done with it. And then, you know, because where the, where the subscription model comes in is with Pokemon Bank or Pokemon yeah, Home. Home. You know, yeah. you, you get that, you, you get that service. Um, I, I think that, and I think that Nintendo has kind of been at least somewhat resistant to the whole, like we, we need to subscribe to stuff um, in order to get access to these games. I mean, even, they they would just I think they would either go like nope you have three months to pick up Pokemon Red and Blue for the Switch then they would like you have to pay three dollars a month to have access to that software that just yeah. seems like what they would do is like you know they'd much rather vault stuff than like oh yeah put it mm -hmm. behind a subscription model you know yeah with the whole Mario thing I can see them being like here's <laughs> Red and Blue for our 25th anniversary but you can only buy it for two months before it's gone again yeah mm -hmm. no like yeah. well that's that like i think honestly i i don't expect if they were to whatever their plans are supposing pokemon has some plan to re-release old games it's it's gotta line up with the 25th anniversary right like they they're, they're not going to go and like say 
Yep, we're we're doing a Pokemon virtual console for the holidays. That makes no sense. Yeah. Like it's got to be a 25th anniversary thing, yeah, right? I think so too. Yeah. But it's a, I mean, it's a very I mean it's a very logical next step after uh Crown Tundra comes out, right? So like Crown Tundra comes out, you know, this fall and then it's like, okay, here's this. Gives them time potentially <laughs> in between uh whatever they have to make for their their next game announcement. I mean, like we know they have, they've got other stuff coming, right? Like we know Snap is coming and um you know things like that but uh but yeah we'll see all right we have to take a quick break we'll get back and when we get back we'll uh finish up some pokemon go news and uh, uh pokemon skateboards then we'll get into the deep dive and uh, go on from there we'll be right back well it's another week uh and we have uh, another new pokemon go uh bug uh, per se, but before we get to that, did anyone get a shiny tentacool slash cruel yesterday during the spotlight? I no. did. I am actually. so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I am so jealous. That's because I actually already had a. Oh, of course, right? You know, Christian, oh, all course. the shinies. I have fourteen Charizards and whatever. But all right, Steve, you, you need to realize something here. Jim doesn't have a Charizard. I don't have a Charizard. So. So I was I was a big day one player, uh, and for for a ver- for about a year or so into it, and then I then I fell out of Pokemon Go. I have only recently rekindled um, that that passion and love for for the game, and so I have missed a lot in that time. But also, like I'm a fairly I'm also a pretty casual player when it comes to that. Like I mean, I've got a uh, I have a five year old who you know is who I'm playing with now because she just you know she lo- she loves it. Um, but like so you know. In the, in the time that I was gone or whatever, like, you know, Megan and Christian are basically pro players at this point compared to me, which looks like it starts at, at day one. But uh, Tentacool was one of like, he's like one of, he is on my list of favorites. You and have the most terrible list I know. of favorite Pokemon. I know. I love Tentacruel. I, well, really, I love Tentacruel. Tentacruel, I could, I could. Was it I the anime leave. episode where it was destroying oh, the city? I love that one. It's a great episode. That 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 episode is responsible for one like the coolest visuals, um, and like nothing yeah. else. Like that visual where it's like Pikachu, uh, it's like Pikachu, Butterfree, and Zubat like flying in Pokemon into like into war. It's like that's like like the most epic freaking moment in that like, like first like 30 episodes and like the rest of that that, that entire episode is like so weird and like ridiculous whenever, but whenever available i always had a, a tentacruel on my team um, they were always available jim i know they were always available but that's what i mean like, i just i love i love tentacruel I just, I just it's just i love them uh i I'm, i must have caught easily like 80 tentacle yesterday and not just, one. You just described my Pokemon Red and Blue experience where it's like, yeah, I think I caught like 80 tentacle going down one route. Um, because they 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 spawned like nobody's it was, business. It was the water Zubat, basically. You just couldn't yeah. you, you couldn't escape it. No. Uh, I totally right, forgot that you like tentacle. Oh god. <laughs> Christian, give us a rundown on what the mega evolution bug is. So this is this has got to be like one of the funniest bugs I've seen in a while. So what it is, it, it impacts Pokemon that have been powered up disproportionately. So when you Omega Evolve a Pokemon, not only do you get the fixed boost 
it takes into account how much you've powered up your Pokemon over its lifespan. So if you take the example that people have just, uh, keep pointing to, if you take a level one Weedle and evolve it to a Beedrill, level it up to level 40, and then Mega Evolve it, its CP will be 12,000 with stats oh, to match. Okay. And, and it, it is, is specifically because how when you Mega Evolve your Pokemon right now, it doubles that like power-up bonus. So like the level uh-huh. one to level... 40 that like multiplier that comes into like in, like into effect and then takes that and then it does it again and it's like what the freaking <laughs> it's it's a, i mean it's amazing and while and it affects all mega evolved pokemon even the ones that don't um like not all of them show like a CP of 12,000, but like, let's sure. say I take a Bulbasaur and I evolve it and then I level, you know, level one Bulbasaur and I do the same sort of thing. It will also get that boost. It just won't say it has like a CP of like 30,000 or whatever. Um, and so people are like discovering, it's like, but wow, like, make evolution. But like how much, how much candy would you need? Like, let's say you, someone were to do it now, like you would need just millions of candy. Well, so here's the secret, Jim, and you probably aren't aware of this. But oh, a lot of players who have been playing this game for a long time have lots of candy. Yeah. Have oh. lots of candy of yep. these Pokemon to burn. Mm-hmm. So really, really, <laughs> you know, um, all you need to do is find a low level so, Bulbasaur, Charmander, Squirtle, Pidgeot, or or Pidgey, or uh, Weedle um, with good uh, IVs, and then just power them up like crazy, and suddenly you have yourself a Mega Evolution God. <laughs> See, that's that's the weird that's the weird barrier that I feel that that Pokemon Go has sometimes for you know for like just new folks coming in, right? Where you know there's always that there's always going to be that that case of FOMO, and believe me, I, it's very real. I feel it every day. Yeah, but <laughs> but um, but at the same time, right? Like it's like we like we'll knock on some of the other mobile games for being too grindy at times. But like if, you know, there and there believe me, there are ways that you can just pay your way up in Pokemon Go. But if you just want to stay, you know, free to play or whatever, like you are going to it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I mean, it's just it's it's a lot of work in that like if you spend like the the thing that I like about Pokemon Go is like I can spend an hour a day playing it for free. Yes. Um yep. and, you know, if I do that every day, I mean, I'm like level 39 and like 3 quarters. Um, and you know, all I do is I play Pokemon Go when I'm out on my walk. Like, do I miss out on some stuff? Like, yeah, like I don't do the raids because I don't have friends. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, other than that, like I, I, I do the stuff. I just, yeah. I don't know. But, you know, I also have a shiny tentacle and you don't, so... <laughs> Um, so really, who's the winner in this situation? <laughs> I mean, the answer is always me, and like every <laughs> Steve, are you you digging the new Mega Evolution stuff? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that is our exact response as well. <laughs> there, out of there's like so many things good about Pokemon Go, and so many things that are bad. And I don't think Mega Evolution is the worst. And there's like a 
few very vocal people out there that this is like the hill they want to die on. They're like, <laughs> this is the worst thing they've ever done, renting a mega Pokemon. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's not like super great, but like, I don't just have enough passion to like die on this hill. Like, I just <laughs> feel like there's other things that I would rather like, I don't know, <laughs> put effort into complaining about, I guess, but yeah. it's okay. Like, um, if a friend like, um, like right now, I there there are really no raids I'm interested in. I like I already have. I've done a bunch of Cresselia the last couple times um, they showed up, and like I guess I could do that, but I don't need any more. So if somebody invites me to a Mega Blastoise or a Venusaur, like for me, it's more like they probably need it more than I do, and mm-hmm. I want to help them out because in return, down the line. I don't want to be That's the right. dude that like denies everyone's raids. And then when I need help, they're like, oh, Steve doesn't help me. Why would I help him? So that's <laughs> like, kind of like the weird social thing I'm feeling. But I don't know. It's a book. I probably mm-hmm. spend like a dollar a day. I don't know. It does. Now that I say, I said, I spend like $30 a month. <laughs> I spend like $300 a year. No, I, don't, I think I only, only, I think I only spend about maybe $200 a year on Pogo, okay. which is. What are you? What are you normally spending it on? Um, I'm all. I'm almost always upgrading my storage, yeah. And the yeah, so the permanent <laughs> the permanent upgrades. I've never bought Pokeballs. Um, yeah. Probably mostly raid passes. I yeah. incubators just don't do it for me. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> I just the, always the, feel the, bad. Those, those well yeah that's the thing it's like it always ends up being a disappointment like i i to this day i still don't have a real and like i have tried i swear (laughs) it's not like i'm like jim biscardying it where like i complain about it and i've put in like no effort into it like i have probably wow gotten like you know done like at least 507k uh seven kilometer eggs this year um and not not one like it's you know just terrible luck. So I've like given up on on eggs in general. It's like yeah, whatever. I'll <laughs> I'll use my default one, my freebie. But they really need to give us a new free permanent incubator. That should be a reward. For <laughs> I feel like if we're talking about subscriptions, like Pokemon Go is like prime for a subscription, right? Oh, for sure. Like ten dollars. Like Mario Super Circuit or whatever has subscription. Fire Emblem Heroes has subscription. Um, Animal Crossing, I think, has Pocket Camp has a subscription, mm-hmm. I think. So, like, Pokemon Go for, like, what, $10 a month, give you a free permanent incubator, um, give you, give what, you maybe, like, double Stardust or something. Or more just storage. even more storage. I'll just take the storage. I'll pay a subscription I'll just take remote raid passes at this point. I've spent more <laughs> money on remote raid passes in this quarantine than, like, I'm comfortable admitting to the public. <laughs> <laughs> but re- remote raids are a they're a weird thing right because if you're in a if you're in a densely like if you're in a city then it's then it's easy right so you can do a lot of raids and stuff from home mm-hmm. but if you live out in the country or whatever like you're either relying on you know a friend to go out and venture somewhere into <laughs> the you know like because the whole purpose of it was like we want everyone to stay home covid's incredibly serious and still is but uh, but for those of you who you know don't have uh, raids or stops or gyms nearby, still gonna have to go out and, and find them. Yeah. But whatever, it's a, it's it's funny. It, 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 I get lucky because I I still have a lot of friends in like in New York City who still play quite a bit, and so it's I'll get a text being like with a screenshot being like, 
hey, you want in? And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I lose, but whatever, it's fine. Um, yeah, that's that's the situation. Like my fiance, his older brother, there's like a group chat of like 10 of us. And like literally it's almost every hour. They're like, do you want in on this? Do you want in on this raid? And it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, I'll help. Because I again, I'm like, I feel you, Steve. I don't want to be that person who doesn't help when they need help. Right. But then it's like, I'm burning through these remote raid passes. Like I'm going through like five or six a day. And it's like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't keep up with this. <laughs> Yeah, I counted um, Deoxys. I mean, there, there. Are, when I, I did fifty-two Deoxyses in a week, Holy which is the Lord. most I've most raids I've ever oh. done, because I was hunting for the shiny one. Um, mm-hmm. And like fifty-two sounds like a lot, but man, I know people that did two hundred, three hundred, just because like they wanted like the hundred percent. It's like I don't care about that. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to be a different color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I remember. Did you end when, up getting a shiny one? I did. Yeah. Nice. Oh, I remember when they first like made like the EX raid invites a thing. And so oh, yeah. like I had a buddy who like lived right by like an EX raid, um, like an EX raid eligible gym. And so like he invited me out to like Deoxy's day one. I was like, yeah, I'll take this. So I went and like got it and I caught it. And I was like, okay, I got my Deoxy's. And then like, you know, like three days later, he's like, do you want to do another one? I'm like, nope, I got my one. <laughs> 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 I appreciate you sticking to your guns, Hoffer. I was like, I was like, nope, I'm not going to drive. Do another 20 minute drive during my lunch break uh, to to get get a Pokemon that I already have. It's like the, you you sir have found my limit to this game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most reasonable limit, though. Yeah. yeah, it's like I'll do that once. You get me once. It's like it's like Pokemon Go Fest. It's like yeah, I'll go out to Pokemon Go Fest one time a year to one place. Like, yeah, I'll do it once. And it's like, you know, but once they're like, yeah, we have like four or five Pokemon Go Fests across the U.S. I'm like, that's nice. <laughs> and just go about my day again. It's like, I just, man, like people, I, I, I do appreciate that people are still so passionate about that game oh, after I, all like, this time. Mm-hmm. It's great. Well, it's, and, we've, and we've talked about, like, they have really done a lot to really, like, pump some some new life into the game. And whether or not covid accelerated or even decelerated some plans is still i you know, totally appreciate the fact that they are still putting out super cool stuff and moving the story along and, and and all that and in a way that um they haven't they had not have been uh i feel like a year or so ago so uh all right let's uh jump to the last thing then we'll uh talk about pokemon journeys uh if you are a skateboard fan more Pokemon skateboards are coming your way, courtesy of the Pokemon Center. These look really mm-hmm. cool. Like it's yeah. uh, so th- it's the Bear Walker. This is their second series. There's five of them. Uh, there is an awesome Rayquaza, um, a Togepi for whatever reason. Togepi, radical, I'll just radical Togepi. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> what he's again. It's not even like Togepi like trying to look cool. It's just like Togepi's like jumping around like hi guys i'm on a skateboard now um we have like the cutest umbreon uh possible and then we have mew and like a 50 year old toxicity the tro- <laughs> toxicity i mean like he looks like an old man who has seen he's um, got it's just weird it's the way that they they have his eye where it looks like he's just got this like weird bag under it that just makes it look mm-hmm. so much older and it but like 
is perfect for the aging hipster in your life who is yeah also- that that is that is a hungover yeah. toxicity <laughs> that is what that is yeah. that is a toxicity well, that like went to like a uh, I don't know too much like, acid basically I, I look I, these skateboards are really cool I'm not gonna lie I I was very close to picking up one of the Gengar ones from their their first were grade. they 200 500 what were the I don't remember what the cost on the originals were they were way more than I wanted to spend yeah, yeah. uh yes I mean that I, I remember that being the thing for me being like oh I don't think I need it I don't skateboard but it looks really freaking cool um, <laughs> I don't skateboard no. but yeah, I mean, um, but it was now really I'm cool. trying to yeah, like I don't find. Think, I, I think they were. They didn't even have the new ones listed. Let's see here. That's weird. Uh, 185 mm-hmm. to 200. Okay. Yeah, a little, a little outside my price range. I do have to add this in because I didn't get a chance to tell Hoffer because I'm in the middle of writing about this. But in Japan, they are releasing these things called Pokemon Ride, and they're basically like when you were a kid, those like balloons with handles that you could hop mm-hmm. on. They've yeah. made a Pikachu one, and it is the strangest thing I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. It's just this commercial of like this like little girl who's on like the little kid version Pikachu. She's just uh, riding Pikachu around the house, and it, then her are the dad, handles like Pikachu's ears? Is that yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah? Basically, <laughs> and, well, they're like kind of like behind the ears, so like you can't really see them. Oh, okay. And then out of nowhere, her like grown father comes in on like a stool like proportionately small Pikachu bouncy, which I'm sure he's over the weight limit for, but he doesn't care. And he's like furiously bouncing after her. And now I am desperate for one of these. I need one so bad in my life. So I'm just throwing that out to everyone who like ever wanted one of those. They're apparently here and they'll be coming out soon. Yeah, I will. If, if they do get released in the United States, I will probably end up buying one for my son. So he can fulfill his dream of writing a Pikachu. Um, there it is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the, where, one of the other things I wanted to mention, only because I happened to see it uh, scroll through my feed, it looks like uh, as far as the trading card game is concerned, Champion's Path uh, is hitting stores somewhere. I don't know. I've started to see folks uh, with with the pack. Are you starting to see um, the the shining uh, the shiny Charizards uh, start to hit the market and they are going for like crazy secondhand market prices like yeah i think the official date is the 25th but walmart and target don't care (laughs) they're they're here (laughs) they don't get paid enough that we need to fill the shelf put it on the shelf that's right we got it put it on the shelf like we're in a pandemic we need money this is pokemon (laughs) it'll sell So, you know, the other crazy thing, they're, they're currently, so one of the, like, biggest, like, letdown stories of the week, which I wasn't going to put in here, but since we're talking about the trading card game all of a sudden, there was a Pokemon bot- bus that kept getting spotted around, like, the UK, like, in London, mm-hmm. and, like, people were like, oh, what is this, what are they doing, what are they doing? It's, like, it's it's a trading card game ad. They're they're filming a oh, commercial. Really? Yeah. And it's like everyone's so excited. It's like Pokemon Plus. What what could it mean? And it's like it's it's the commercial guys. Yeah, but the theories about that bus were hilarious. Reading sure. on Twitter, like everyone was day. like, "It's a mobile, it's a mobile like spot that only rare Pokemon for Pokemon Go will spawn at. You have to get on the bus to catch the Pokemon." And I was like, okay. "Man, you're putting okay. a lot of faith in this." Those those theories I, are all valid, and I get that because I will I never forget. It. I'll never forget the first summer Pokemon Go came out, 
and they surprise announced the Hall H panel. And everyone was like, oh man, there's going to be like, Mewtwo is going to spawn at Hall H and everyone at Comic-Con is going to lose their minds. And it was basically just like the president of Niantic talking about how much money they made. I remember Jim was like, I forget if it was Jim or if it was Brandon who was like angry texting me through Dude, the there entire were, thing. I was sitting was, in a row with, with a bunch of other, like I've got, you know, I had Terry from IGN uh, sit next to me. I, like there were so many big entertainment outlets sitting in that row, just like thanking God that they got, you know, a press, a press pass into the panel and everyone just looking at each other going, oh, so they're not going to, they're not announcing anything, are they? <laughs> <laughs> It's like Jim's like angry texting me through this entire thing. He's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, what is the deal with Pokemon Go and Niantic? It's like, God, they are totally wasting an all age appearance. I like, I don't think they care, Jim. They're too busy, like you know, like trying to like stick their head out of all of yeah, the money they made. I figured, I figured that once we uh, once the panel started and everyone was just like, oh, <laughs> all right. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on because we got Pokemon journeys to talk about and then the Pokemon fact of the week. And then we got to get out of here. Uh, so. New episodes, the, I guess the second batch of episodes are now on Netflix. So if you have not started them, I would just either pause uh, or just like scrub ahead five or 10 minutes and then, um, and then, it, then it should be safe for you. Uh, but Christian, I know you, you and I are in the, were the wait it out camp while Megan watches uh, the, the Japanese releases. Have you, uh, did you binge it all already? Uh, I got like three episodes left. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my son started digital school last week, so um, you know that kind and of into that precious Pokemon Journey time. It did. Like I've been rewarding him with episodes of Pokemon Journey for like a good day of school. Um, uh, but yeah, we're like nine episodes in. I think the last one that we did was the one where he like bonds with the Riolu, um, like the mm. Riolu egg through like the the sheer willpower of his pokemon battles like a mile away <laughs> um but you know I, I i enjoyed them like i really like the uh coronation series battles that they're doing um it's it's a lot of like solid continuity um like I, I, honestly this might be my favorite my my favorite uh series like it's still early but like i i genuinely love this take on like and these are Honestly, these 12 episodes, like the nine that I've viewed so far, you know, are somehow like such a step up from the first 12. That's, that's what like my big like takeaway from it is like, man, these episodes just mm-hmm. get better. Um, it's like as soon as we get away from Leon, like, man, it's just all <laughs> uphill. Um, Steve, are you, uh, you watching this? Yeah, I have not started the next 12. I, uh, I ended at the Leon stuff. Right, okay. Um, so I have like one or two episodes of that, and then I can start the these next twelve. Uh, well, so then for, for your sake, like, for, for your sake, I we like won't spoil them. <laughs> well, I feel like uh, Twitter is really good at spoiling. Yeah. Twitter. I mean, yesterday they had National Ash like Ash Ketchum Day trending. So yeah, yeah, it was it was, it was bound to happen. I don't watch like a lot of anime, so I don't know like what the because I know people will fight over like oh, I want this the dubbed or the subbed and and Pokemon doesn't have that right they just have the Japanese and then eventually the rest of the world gets it yeah. so I don't know I don't know what the like the rules are but I feel like as soon as a Japanese episode of Pokemon comes out it's like that's it 
that everyone knows and it's, it's knows. Like weird because it's because i know i'm not going to see that for like three or four months <laughs> yeah no but, but i remember like people were screaming so you know we have a twitter account which you know yes. we use occasionally and i just remember like i put my phone down uh on Sunday at some point to like go and like live my life a little. And I come back and like, I have all these notifications and it's people yelling at us because in the latest episode of uh, Pokemon's uh, of Pokemon journeys in Japan, uh, Ash goes back to Lola and we did like a catch up. But one of the things is he meets like Kikui and Burnett's son and they refer to him as his little brother. And so like, our article about that which got retweeted on our pokemon podcast account was like ash meets his little brother which is like something that literally gets said in the freaking and <laughs> people went they were losing their minds and it's like one no one like yeah but it was but it was a lot of it was a lot of um actually it's not his real brother it's kakui's son <laughs> it's like, yeah like, and it's, it's like, like like watch watch the illegal episode like the rest of us <laughs> Like, find the clip on Twitter, guys. Like, literally, Burnett calls Ash Leia's older brother. It's, yeah. lit- it's literally said by her, and Ash agrees. So, it's like, family's not just blood, guys. Come on, Pokemon should have taught you that already. <laughs> you've been, I will you've say, been I will say though, uh, and this is this, you know, I, I realized the joke I'm making on myself. Uh, but we watched the surge episode with uh, with Nora, and at the end of it, uh, Nora was like, Yeah, I don't like that guy. Surge is one of my one of my favorite of the the OG gym leaders, and so I, I how did that betrayal feel? Like, oh, top it 10 was, anime betrayals. Oh, that stung so much. No, I mean, like. It was just perfect. I was like, oh, of course it would happen like this. My favorite part of that episode is like, uh, you know, so they have like a surrogate gym leader and she's like, Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town, Lieutenant Surge has spoken about you. I was like, oh, he's been speaking about the embarrassing loss he took like 10 years ago from you, buddy. It's like, man, he's he's still not over that. Just like absolute, like his first like real Pokemon battle victory in a gym battle was against like Lieutenant Surge. And it's like the only one he had up until like, I don't know, like Koga. So it's like, we're talking like three gyms. Like out of the first six, he got one legit victory and it was against Lieutenant Surge. It's like, ah, yes, Lieutenant Surge still speaks about this to this day and how embarrassing it was. We can't even show his face on the anime because his <laughs> loss was so pathetic and humiliating. It's like, it's like I, I was dying during that. It's like this entire sequence where like, it's just like mentioned as like this nice little moment of continuity. And I was just like on the ground howling. Like just, I thought it was the funniest thing. I was like, man, like, oh God. When Lieutenant Surge eventually shows up in in the anime and like jobs to Ash and Pikachu again. Like I am going to just freaking, it's going to be, we should do like a live stream of that. (laughs) Netflix watch party, you know, with like a reaction cam of Jim's face. Oh. Just watches like Lieutenant Surge take his lumps again. Wow. All right. Let's jump to the Pokemon fact of the week. Uh, well, we're uh, continuing our stretch down the, uh, you know, Pokedex, and we're to Rhyhorn and Rhydon. And, you know, so there's there's a little bit of debate over what was the first Pokemon ever created. 
and in reality, there's there's not a debate. It's 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 Rhydon. Rhydon is the first Pokemon that was ever made. Um, it was the first Pokemon that they designed. It appears in all of the early conceptual art. Rhydon was the first Pokemon ever created. You know, so when people ask you that question, listeners, you can answer with confidence. There's there's no debate here. And it always drives me nuts over like when people talk about like what's the first Pokemon. It's like we know this. So, you know, it's not, not the sexiest poke fact of the week. It's not, you know, like, you know, Lickitung can, like, tie cherry stems with its tongue. <laughs> but um, I feel like this is a valuable fact you need to know. Right on Kimber. Now, why? Why of all, like, the generic-ass Pokemon that we've had, like, right on of all things, you know. But there you go. Also, I'm you can- sure it's because it... Kai, its design is like traditionally like kaiju esque, which you know, it's reminiscent of Godzilla and all of his little buddies. So I'm sure that they're probably like, "Oh, what kind of looks like a friend of Godzilla's, but isn't Godzilla's, so we can use it in this <laughs> game." <laughs> also, Rhydon apparently became more intelligent by walking on its hind legs. That is the like big Pokedex entry from it. It's like, it, it stood up on two legs and got smarter. It's like. You know, there's like a stretch. We've been well, like covering these Pokefacts now for like 70 episodes. And, you know, it cracks me up. Just like we go from like this like really crazy zany stuff to like, then like just boring Pokemon facts. Like, like yes, this Pokemon I just, has I just hard love the fact skin. For Ry- but for like Rhyhorn in a number of the games, they go out of their way to mention Rhyhorn's very small brain. <laughs> what? Like- what? Mm-hmm. That's terrible. It's well, not nice. But but well, like Rhyhorn, nice, but as we've discovered, the Pokemon universe isn't nice. <laughs> but see, let's say like I like the design of Rhyhorn more than I like the design of uh, of Rhydon because Rhyhorn just it reminds me of kind of like I have a Bassett Lab mix uh, puppy or not puppy. She's a dog now, but she kind of is like I mean she's basically like a tiny pig basically, and um, but like can run and so like i i can imagine having a rye a rye horn and just like want to scratch its belly i was waiting it'd be so adorable connect the dog it's just super it's just like ugly ass rock pokemon oh there are way worse designed pokemon than rye horn like geo dude no oh you watch your mouth Just say I, I set myself up and then I, I you swung watch, away. You watch your mouth. Uh, all right, I think that's gonna do it for us uh, for this week, Steve. Um, uh, where where can people find you on on the internet? Uh, sure. Um, so I I host a weekly Pokemon podcast that comes out every Monday called It's Super Effective. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere at PKMN. The way they used to spell in red and blue, and then they kind of like phased away from that. Um, P K M N C A S T Pokemon Cast, short for, uh, or just PokemonPodcast.com. For some reason, I no one took that domain ten years ago, and <laughs> good SEO on that one. <laughs> so, so, so have you have you been doing doing the your show for ten for ten years now? Yeah, ten years this past July. Wow. I really want to disable the first like 200 episodes because I was, gosh, I was like 22 when I started the show, I think. Um, And I was probably like the biggest 
edgelord hot topic kid back then. <laughs> oh, I feel that. I feel um, that though so much. I I one of the things that I love about the Pokemon like fandom in general is that there are so many websites and podcasts and communities that like date back like 10, 20 years and are still going strong. It's like, you know, all three, Jim, Megan, and I all come from like comics. And like, you know, so many communities have like been like erased from the internet and it's like you know <laughs> oh like God. like oh, like so many like we're we're on like seriously since i jumped into comics we're probably on like the fourth cycle of this and like meanwhile it's like you know like cerave is still around polka beach you know polka jungle like you guys like you know like all of these like really great like venerable like they're they're like the you know some of these websites can drink now um they've been around <laughs> for that you know so long and it's like yeah that's just that is like really fantastic that you know so many people are so willing to like be pokemon fans for so long that's just oh man it it, it it's like my favorite part about this community yeah mm-hmm. for sure i will say too um like steve steve probably got one of the the best pokemon related twitch channels as well because like i've gotten like crazy into twitch over the (laughs) last couple of months and uh uh it's like like i said like i think you do you do a great job with that so um so thanks for joining us man we you know we appreciate it uh Mm -hmm. if uh you want to get in touch with either of the three of us uh on twitter you can find us all at pokemon pod cb uh on twitter you can find me at jim viscardi you can, uh, find you can find Hoffer me on Twitter at Seahoffer Seabus. CB. <laughs> yes. I go last. I go last. go last. I was waiting for Megan. I was. I was looking at. I was looking wow, at you. I was interrupted. I'm I sorry, Megan. That. I'm sorry. Man, I was. I was. I was mid sentence. We're just gonna put over like the video just in like full caps. Megan Peters CB Twitter handle. <laughs> we're we're uh, gonna we're gonna come. If it's not there, just imagine hard it. Next week for this. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. and then, if anything, like I said, uh, feel free to tell your friends about the show, obviously, uh, and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We love reading those; those are a ton of fun. Otherwise, we'll catch you at the same time, same place next Thursday, folks. We'll catch you later. Bye.